it's the Music Reviewer here, and uh, thank you for joining me on another episode of uh, the Music Reviewer Podcast. Uh, my name is Josh, and today I'm going to be doing my third episode on the new Hazel English album called Wake Up. Um, yeah, so before I get into the review, I just want to let everyone know my second and first episode are still um, wherever you found me. I have a YouTube channel for this podcast set up. Also, I'm being distributed to uh, major podcast platforms like Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, so uh, the first two reviews were over the Strokes new album and the Field app album that dropped not too long ago. If you want to check that out, go ahead and uh, do that. And uh, I'll just get right into our review today. Now, the name of the artist today uh, that we're talking about is going to be uh, Hazel English. Hazel English is an Australian-American singer-songwriter musician. Um, she caught my attention uh, maybe a couple years ago now um, after um, maybe finding her on Spotify radio that I listened to, um, particularly because of uh, how similar her sound is to an artist um, I was also uh, fond of at the time called Daywave. Um, now, <laughs> upon further research, um, uh, there there was a good reason for that. Uh, Hazel English's first album was produced uh, by the uh, founding artist or just the creator of uh, the band Daywave. Now, Daywave is a dream pop um, alternative indie band. Um, it's kind of hard to classify Daywave because they are very uh, dream pop style influence, um, but it is a particular sound. Um, within that genre, uh, once I hear a Daywave produced or play, uh, performed track, it is quite easy to distinguish uh, what is uh, that it is Daywave. Now, not to make this uh, episode solely about Daywave, um, the, what I particularly find um, distinguishable in the music of Daywave is the um, mainly probably the production. Uh, it always features. Uh, very simple guitar tones um, and guitar parts over uh, punchy bass lines and uh, very similar drum tracks. Um, and the, the vocals are usually performed in a way where uh, they're just a little bit over the, the rest of the mix, but it's still a little dreamy-like. Even with all those dreamlike qualities uh, in the production, I feel like another way to distinguish it uh, to other contemporaries in the genre, such as maybe Dive um, or uh, Always, is that uh, the parts always seem to be very crystal clear. There's not much blending um, to where some of it is, you know, just lost in the overall production. Um, so when I found Hazel English, it was uh, it was quite a surprise that there was an artist um, in such a similar that performs her music in such a similar way first album from Hazel English, of course, was produced by Daywave, so naturally that's going to happen. Um, so needless to say, the music I was a fan of the uh, first album. I was interested to see what a second album by Hazel English would sound like uh, now that, uh, you know, there was uh, three years between that. Uh, was she going to continue to sound very similar to the last album, uh, keep the uh, instrument uh, keep the performances and the production sounding uh, the same. Uh, and uh, what I found in this new album is it, there's some stark differences. Uh, Hazel English's uh, style has uh, matured, I would say, to more of a indie pop, um, 
psych uh, type of style that blends uh, a lot of a lot of uh, elements from maybe 60s pop and psych um, on this new album, Wake Up. Um, and uh, upon first listen, it, it wasn't really sitting well with me. I guess I was expecting, expecting to hear more of what was on the first album, that uh, that uh, Daywave style performance, um, performances and uh, sounds. Um, what we got here um, was upon more and more listens, I started to see what was going on here. Um, maybe the music was trying, uh, this album is trying to be more accessible. Um, perhaps it was a, a decision to uh, just leave the past and, you know, mature the style differently so that there wouldn't be any more confusion to uh, Daywave. Obviously, that's it's not a good thing as an artist to keep your music sounding the same and have obvious comparisons to another artist because then uh, you never really grow. You can't expand the fan base, so it's totally understandable that there would be such stark differences. Now, the production is, uh, again, it's handled by different uh, producers here. Um, there's two main producers. I won't go into detail on who produced the album, but they are integral in a lot of the contemporary indie pop and uh, pop rock uh, today. Uh, the several artists that you hear um, in, I guess, indie radio rotation uh, have had production by these producers. Uh, the album actually does keep its dreamlike feel, starting with the track Born Like. Um, it's still there, it's, but immediately upon uh, playing the song, uh, you definitely notice there's a psych influence. It kind of sounds like an old Western kind of guitar tone uh, throughout the whole track. It is a mid-tempo song, so it's not super fast-paced uh, from the get-go. Um, and uh, upon you know putting it on for the first time, I immediately heard things that would reoccur about the whole album, such as like these thin guitar tones. Um, and then these also these, the chorus is big and it's lush and has like this, uh, these organ synths in the back. That does happen a lot in the rest of the album too. Now, um, uh, some highlights that I liked uh, were uh, the song Shaking. Um, that was one of the first singles I believe I listened to um, before the album even was released. Um, so upon analyzing it again, um, it, it does keep on, it does keep with that trend of thin guitar tones. However, uh, this is where the pop starts to play in into the song. It does have a catchy chorus. Um, it's more up-tempo. Um, the guitars blend a little bit well uh, into this song in the production. Um, it's just a little anti-climatic. Uh, climatic. And uh, I feel like that uh, does happen again in other points in the album where I'm waiting for something to happen. Um, you know, just to make the song a little bit more interesting, and it just never happens. Um, so I would say the last song on the album actually worked it out. If that happens again, um, and then other tracks, uh, if you listen to the album, you'll definitely notice that. Um, but there are some highlights um, that I'd like to talk about too. Songs like "Off My Mind" uh, keep that catchiness pop style, um, and it sounds like it's aiming to be a little bit more accessible as well but it's a little bit more successful compared to other songs like uh, maybe Wake Up or Shaking. Um, there's some nice harmonies thrown in, some light keyboard. It's just a, a nice song uh, that I liked on the album. Um, it, the next track actually, it feels like a highlight. It's probably one of my favorites called Combat. Um, it features like a light drum pattern. It's a little bit slower, um, but the chorus is just so pretty. It also 
um, features almost country-like um, uh, aesthetic to it. It has like maybe some twang to it on the guitars, also in her singing style. That also features falsetto, which does reoccur in the album as well. Um, it's quite mellow, but I, I, I did enjoy this song. Um, the next song after that, Fine and Dime, um, it does sound like it's going, It's trying to go for more of that pop sound as well. There's a snap beat right at the beginning. Um, the, the drums sound a little bit thin as well. There's a nice pre-chorus on it, but I just I think it's probably one of the lows on the album, uh, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> another highlight would be Like a Drug. Um, there's some lush synth organs over the track. Um, there's like a nice hook at the beginning. It started with piano, um, and it does feature some more production that uh, it does sound a little bit uh, clicky in the drums, a little bit thin, but it does succeed in being a little bit more of, uh, I, in my opinion, a success at that pop style. Um, Overall, uh, the album does uh, finish off a little uh, weak at the end. Like I mentioned, Work Out, uh, Work It Out was the last song. Right before that track, there's a song called Milk and Honey. It does bring more of that psych into it. I felt like I was listening to a Temple song at the beginning. Um, it's, it still keeps like very thin guitar parts. Um, there is uh, some nice bass embellishments, and it does uh, the verses look very hooky as well. Um, so overall, I did like this album. Um, like I said, there was just a little bit too much highs and lows. Um, I believe I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. But definitely if you're looking for something more in that indie pop, uh, rock, uh, dream pop uh, style of uh, music, definitely check this album out. Um, you might end up liking it a lot. You might not like it, though. Um, it is a little bit a little bit pandering to accessibility, but I feel like that's just normal. I feel like, however, this is a good album for Hazel English. Uh, it's, she's one of those artists that I feel probably could get buried um, in the uh, vast amount of music there is today. Um, but uh, hopefully this album will be good for her and probably uh, branching out, uh, gaining better, more listeners, um, and not getting lost in that dream pop genre. There's, there's countless artists, and it is a more mature album than the first one. Uh, it just has a little bit highs and lows. so. Um, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. If you like this episode, uh, thanks for stopping by. Um, like I said, my name is Josh. I'm a music reviewer. Um, please watch my other episodes if uh, you liked uh, the podcast. And uh, just keep in tune. Um, we'll be reviewing some more music soon.